Glory, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. We thank God for another opportunity. We thank God for keeping us alive, alive, and not allowing us as a prey to the teeth of the enemy. Child of God, I'm excited to come your way once again. Uh, this is Apostle Bright Beidu, and I am speaking to you from my podcast, Apostle Bright Beidu's podcast. I bring you greetings from the Lord God Almighty. Child of God, I believe so much that you are doing well. And as far as you are listening to this message, I believe God has been good to you because as we currently speak, there are a lot of people under severe attacks, a lot of people going through stresses, a lot of people that are sick and even with this pandemic in, 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 in the atmosphere. But if God has been able to keep you alive and nothing has happened and no harm has befell you, and I think he deserves our, our praise. In the next 30 seconds, one minute, wherever you are, I want you to open your mouth, just flow with me, get connected, open your mouth and thank God. What manner of love is this? What manner of love is this? Shalagada Baha'i. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Oh, Father, we thank you. Lord, we magnify thy holy name. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. Shalabata, la legeta balamaso, ilagada bashataha. We want to say we thank you. Father, had it not been by you on our side, Father, where would we have been? We join the host of angels and we sing, Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. The heaven and the earth are full of thy majesty. We bless your holy name. We magnify your name. Oh, take all the glory. Take all the honor. We appreciate. We thank you, God, for our families. We thank you, God, for our lives. In the name of Jesus, our sisters, our brothers. Father, we thank you for for everybody around us. We thank you, Abba Father. In the name of Jesus. Shout of God, in the next one minute also, I want you to pray, committing yourself into God's saying, I want you to open your mouth that Abba Father, by the entrance of your word, this morning, afternoon, evening, depending on the time you are listening, tell God that Father, speak to me. Lord, let your word do something in my life. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. I commit my listeners, anyone making ear to listen to this message at this very hour, I pray, Abba Father, O God, let your spirit let your power, Jesus said, the words I speak, your life and spirit. Lord, let your word have his course in our lives. Let your word transform us. Let your word renew us. Let your word bless us, Abba Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice. Those undergoing any form of stress, any form of situation. Uh, that uh, 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 seems not to be receiving response and answers. Lord, by virtue of the obedience even to listen to this message, Lord, let a way be made. Let a way be made just as the Red Sea was parted. Father, let some Red Sea be parted for your people. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shadalagadabaha, Maradoshe, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to pray with me this on this final prayer. You are praying and committing yourself once more time into the hands of the Lord. That Father, within this perilous time, even as His word is coming, may He grant you an idea. May He grant you a vision. May He grant you an understanding to be able to apply your heart to wisdom, to descend the times that whatever thing you must do and know, even before this pandemic comes to a close, God Himself to teach you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that, oh God, within this season, within these times, Lord, speak to me, inspire me, oh God. Whisper some wisdom into my ears. Whisper some vision. Whisper some idea. Lord, a way out of my life. That Father, even as this pandemic comes to an end, my life will never be the same. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Shadala Bahaya, Telege Baha, Malaloshe, Varate, Legabada, Lamanana Mahaya, Iko Verete, Paronte. Labrasapa regete regapante lege parato Marandolomo segregete gevegete peregoshe In the name of Jesus Amen, Amen God bless you, God bless you God bless you, God bless you Oh, thank you Lord Jesus Child of God, I, I am bringing to you the final part Or the fifth part of our, our our series over the month, the pillars of life, the pillars of life. Finally, this is how far the Lord has brought us, and I believe it's a timely message to to bless your life. We are we are dealing with the pillars of life, part five today. We have dealt with part one, part two, part three, part four. Today we we are looking at the part five of the message, and as a recap of what we've learned so far. We, we define pillars as, as the basic fundamentals or the foundations that determines our, our, our exploit in life. We learned that, you know, pillars are what our lives depend on. So the far we can go in life is determined by what we stand on as believers. And so everybody has a pillar in life. And, you know, it, 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 it is expedient that you, you catch this rumor that until you have something standing on, you are, you are prone to feel worse. You are prone to be shaken. So the Bible testifies that anyone who builded his house upon rocks, you know, when the storm comes, when, the, when there is a mighty rain, such a person will never be in trouble. But the one who built in the sand has something to fear because the foundation is very weak. And, and this is the foundation for our teachings. And so far, we have looked at the spiritual pillars. We have looked at emotional pillars. We have looked at relationship or relational pillars. We have dealt with health pillars. We have dealt with professional pillars. And we've also looked at financial pillars. And I believe uh, you have been blessed by those messages, the part one, part two, part three, part four. If you have not listened to the message yet, I want you to go back and, and get the message, the pillars of life, one, two, three, four. And by your understanding in those messages, that is what will help you understand what I am about teaching you tonight or morning or afternoon, as I said, depending on the time you are listening to this message. Finally, let me pray with you, even as I start, 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you and I give you praise. Lord, I set myself aside. Have your way. Increase in me. Father, speak through me. Lord, I am unlearned. Lord, I am unskilled. Lord, I am unwise. It is only through your wisdom. It is only through your strength. It is only through your skills that your people can be blessed and really blessed. I ask, O God, that set my mind aside, set my soul aside, and let your spirit in me rise. That, Father, at the end of this message, somebody will testify that, Father, you have indeed spoken to him or her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this moment, I want to share with you the last two, the last two pillars, the last two pillars which we've not dealt with. I told you we are dealing with seven pillars, and we have dealt with five so far, and we are looking at the final two, the final two. You know, the seed pillar we want to deal with is what I call personal growth, the pillar of personal growth. And the last pillar we will deal with is the pillar of life impact, life impact life impact now we want to start with the personal growth now listen to me i want you to catch this and understand that uh, automatically or naturally god has programmed that we should grow listen to me whether you like it or not if you like uh, don't eat if you like uh, don't do anything that will make you increase in size as far as you are alive you are you are fit or you are faced into the system of growth. So God has programmed the life side that the moment you are living and the, as far as you have breath in you, you are under the system of growth. Now it is it is it is it is it is necessary to look at it from this angle that as far as the human system is undertaking growth daily, then every facet of your life must also go through this process of growth. Understand me. Now, cut this. I said that the human system has been made to grow naturally as far as you have breath inside of you. That is why when you were born so many years ago, 1990, 1991, 92, 95, whatever year you were born, you are in 2020 and you can testify that you are never the same as you were given birth to. Why? You, are, you, are, you, are, you have been fit into the system of what? Of growth, and as far as you have breath, you are you are you are prone to grow. Now listen to me. What influences our growth in life is the decision we take. Listen to me. What influences our growth in life is the decision we take. Now I wrote here and I said that, that the human system has been programmed to increase daily, but the direction of your growth is determined by what you feed on and the decisions you make. I said that the human system has been made to increase daily, but, but the direction of your growth is, is determined by what you feed on. So it means that as far as you are living, you would grow. But the question here is that is your growth quality enough to influence your society? Is your growth quality enough to influence your life? Is your growth quality enough to make you somebody better as you are tomorrow than what you are today? 
Now listen to me, that when we talk about growth, we are talking about a careful study or a conscious effort. Let me put it this way. A conscious effort made by one to upgrade his or her, her value and strength in life. So growth is a conscious effort that you daily take. Listen to me. I said daily. And so it means that growth does not happen by, by, by force or at once. So it means that before you can really proclaim that I have grown, it means time must come to place. And so if you give yourself three days of you give yourself three months if you are checking how your life is today and how your life is three months from now you must be able to measure your life to know whether if you have moved on that is whether you have moved up or down and so growth deals with what with time growth deals with what with time so i said that growth is a daily conscious effort made by somebody or made by us or made by an individual to upgrade his or her value and strength in life and so it means until you make a conscious effort so we have looked at time as an element of growth and we are looking at effort conscious effort a decision a decision so you must know that growth is a decision Uh, growth does not happen by accident growth is a decision now let's go to the word of god i want to read to you romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. And I read, Therefore I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy. I'm reading Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Now, my point is in the verse 2. It said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your your mind. So it means growth is a conscious effort and a daily conformative or conformation. So I wrote here and I said something that personal growth is achieved through a conscious conscious act of conformation. Personal growth is achieved through a conscious act of conformation. And so it means that until you make a conscious effort. Now Paul was addressing the Romans And he said that you must present your body as a living sacrifice. You must grow from the state of being unholy to holy. You must move from the realm of carnal worship to spiritual worship. You must move from the realm of deceiving yourself with hypocrisy to the realm of knowing what a real believer must do. But before you'll be able to do these things, what you must know is you must be able to transform yourself and your transformation can only come through the renewing of your mind. Now the interesting part, he said, then you'll be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Now watch this. So it means that if you will be able to test 
and to be approved of the systems of this earth to be able to define what a good thing is, what a pleasing thing is, or what a perfect thing is, the first element you must take note of is your personal growth. It is growth because it is a renewing of your mind that makes you able to know what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. I'm just applying this. So it means if you will be able to approve and prove and test the systems of this earth for you to sail through in life, you must make a conscious effort to daily renew your mind. No, renewal simply means your mind must shift from one form to the other. So it means if gone are the days, your thinking was one, now your growth or your your life must be such that by the renewal of your mind, you must move from one to two. Finally, I said, growth deals with equipping yourself enough to fit into the systems of the earth. I said, growth deals with equipping yourself enough to fit into the systems of the earth. Now, why personal growth? Understand that as far as you are concerned and as far as I am concerned, I have made it clear that so far as you have life, you are programmed to function in the realms of growth, moving from age 1 to age 2 to the age 20 or 18 or 19 as you are now. But understand that every area of your life is as small as you think or as small as you have learned on. So if we are talking about the realms of finance, your mindset about finance determines how great or how well you can do in the realms of finance. So on until you grow or until you learn to mature or until you learn to to, to do something new as far as finances are concerned there is no way you will do export financially so it means if you truly want to equip yourself to face situations in life if you want to equip yourself to be able to move through the waves of life then what you must know is that you must apply your heart to growth Listen to me. So what do you intend achieving in life? How were you brought up? Where have you lived before? What have you been taught, have you been taught before? Now all of these things make up to determine our growth in life. Listen to me. Now what when we say personal growth, what are we growing into? We are growing to maturity. Even in the realms of the spirit, we know that there is the three principles of salvation. That is, we are saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved. And the final realm is the realm of maturity when Christ shall come and pick us. But the question here is that until Christ come, what should I do to keep myself in the system? And that is what we call being saved save. It is a process. So as far as your life is concerned, you must also go through the process of being matured and that is the growth concept. Hallelujah. Now what must you grow in? Number one, you must grow spiritually. You must what? Grow spiritually. And the question is, for how many years have you been born again? For how many years 
have you claimed that you were Christian? And what new thing have you learned as far as your Christianity is concerned? So from the time you accepted the Lord as your as your Lord and personal Savior until now, some of us can claim and boast that I have been born again for 15 years. I have been born again for 10 years. I have been born again for 5 years. Now the question is, does your claim qualify or does your claim fit into what you have achieved? Now listen to me. How long, how long have you been Christian? For how long have you been speaking in tongues? For how many years have you been carrying your Bible? Spiritually, how how has the, 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 the idea or how has the Christian dom influenced your life? What 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 benefit or what value have you added to what you knew before? You know, I believe so much the Bible said that if anyone comes to Christ, he's a new being, the old things are gone or they are past. Behold, all things has become new. Now the question is, so after you became born again, ask yourself, spiritually it is believed that when you became born again, definitely your spirit man was transformed. But the question is, what impacts, what impact has your spirit man had on your soul and have, have also gotten on your body? What transformation has taken place? Do you still think as a baby who will always complain about but everything, do you still think as somebody who will go to church for one hour and get tired and would want to get up and go home spiritually? Are you able to stand in prayer even for 30 minutes, even for one hour? Spiritually, are you able to sit before your word, the word of God, and read for 30 minutes, 15, 20, or 30 minutes? How? How have you grown over the years that you claim that you have been a Christian? So understand that it is very vital never to be able to see your life the same as five years ago. The moment it happens that way, then there is something wrong with you. And that is how come we are suffering as a church. Because we keep on teaching the same thing over and over and over again. But people seem not to be appreciating and applying these things that will make them grow in the realms of the spirit. But Paul said, but be ye renewed by the transformation or be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be ye transformed. So it is necessary to go through the process of transformation and that is a process of growth. So spiritually, you must not joke with your spiritual life as far as your growth is concerned. Make time to study the word. Make time to pray. Make time to do something for your spirit man. You must grow. You must grow. So I am looking up to somebody and I believe I'm speaking to somebody who would say that when I got born again five years ago or when I got born again two years ago, I was this but by the grace of God, I have grown to this. Since you became born again, ask yourself that which or what spiritual gift can you say you have had and how many of them have you been able to develop on? Listen to me, the world is changing faster and faster. Things are moving quickly and quickly. Just as you are seeing physically, so it is spiritually. So until you upgrade yourself by taking the decision to grow, you'll be taken and you'll be overtaken in the realms of the spirit. Now, if the tongues you started speaking five years ago is the same tongue you are speaking now, then I'm sorry to announce to you that you have not grown or you have not fulfilled the principle of growth. 
Oh, listen to me. I said, if the tongues you were speaking five years ago after you became born again and you were so enthusiastic about the things of God, if the tongue is still the same as five years ago, then I said, I am sorry to announce to you, then you have not fulfilled the principle of growth. So listen to me. Personal growth, I am dealing with the pillar of personal growth. And I'm looking at spirituality or your spiritual growth as far as your life is concerned. You must make a conscious effort to grow spiritually. It is a decision you must take. It is good to belong to a church. But listen to me. God will never judge us by virtue of the church we attended, by virtue of the knowledge of our pastors, by virtue of the knowledge of our friends, but it is by what you know, what you know, what you know and what you have done by the acquisition of knowledge. So you must make a conscious effort to upgrade your spiritual life, to keep up in the realms of the spirit. So I have spoken to you about the fact that you must make a conscious effort to grow your spirit, man. And you must learn to upgrade yourself spiritually by your spiritual gift. You started singing five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago. Now the point here is, have you been able to add some level of value, some level of value to the gift or to the talent of singing God gave you? If your voice is the same as two years ago when you had the gift, you have failed God. You have not fulfilled the principle of personal growth. So you must grow spiritually. If you have been a Christian for 10 years and as it stands now, you still go to church and after one hour, you are looking at your time and you want pastor to stop preaching. You have failed God in the realms of growth. If you have been a Christian for five years, six years, and you can't stand on your feet even to pray for 31 hour, 30 minutes, one hour, then I'm sorry to tell you, you have also failed the principle of growth. I know that we all cannot grow at the same pace, but I believe that there is a minimum requirement there is what a minimum requirement there is something you must learn to do better today than you were yesterday in the realms of the spirit what is your word content your word content your word content how were you interpreting scriptures before and how are you interpreting scriptures now that is why a lot of people are being deceived today by the what we call the fake prophet or fake pastors because the church has failed to study so somebody will study something and come and pollute us with this because we have failed to grow on our systems of what of the word but if from today you will decide that ah, I have been old enough if 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 your your Christianity was like uh, the day you got born again was the day you were giving birth to just look at yourself and measure how many years if it was a child that was giving birth to let's imagine how old the child will be by now and the kind of things the child will be doing now so look at this if a child is five years old now and a child is probably in class one or class two whatever age or whatever you know stage the child may be in and the child is able to talk is able to write or speak at least some one or two things so it means that spiritually equally your life measure to be able to match up with a child of five years old if you got born again five years ago i don't know if i'm communicating to someone but listen to me it is about time it is high time that you look at your personal growth spiritually and develop on it 
Develop on your gift. Develop on your gift. I repeat, develop on your gift. Your tongue speaking must change. It is a desire. You must, you must, you must seek to grow. The second thing we must also desire to grow in is physically. Physically. With this, I want to, I want to take my time and 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 and, and let make you understand something. Physical growth. Physical growth. No, if I say physical growth, it is not only in stature where you know if your height was 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 three feet, now it is four feet or five feet, you have grown. Not that I am talking about physical elements that surround us in terms of your cooking, in terms of your washing, whatever thing that you must grow in physically around you, how we deal with issues, how we deal with situations, how we deal with quarrels, whatever thing that physically surrounds you. If you're dealing with them now as a believer is the same as yesterday, then I'm also sorry to announce to you that you have failed God and you have failed yourself. Now listen to me. The point here and the point I'm trying to make to you is that you must seek to grow in your physical surrounding. Listen to me. If five years ago you never knew how to cook as a woman or never knew how to cook as a man, at least something to feed on, you must be able to do it for yourself. If for now... You can't even boil a common water. Ah, then you have failed God. If for now, if common rice, you can't cook as a man, as a woman, you have failed God. If up till now, your cooking, people always complain about what you cook and what they eat on as a woman or as a man. Or let me even emphasize on the women. If a woman, you are 22, 23, 25 years and still your cooking is questionable, child of God, I'm not saying we are perfect or you must be perfect. But at least something to boast of, you must be able to do. So the point here is, how many, what, what effort have you placed in making sure you perfect your cooking? What effort have you placed in in making sure you perfect whatever thing that is physically around you? Is it studies? What is the conscious effort you are putting in your study physically in terms of your academics? In this computer world, people are still lacking behind. You are in tertiary, sometimes even common things about phones, common things about computer. You have never made the effort to study. What are you waiting for? Nobody will teach you. Listen to me. You'll be beat up by the system if you don't keep up. You must make a conscious effort to grow. In the realms of technology, it is a physical thing. You must learn your common phone, the phone that is with you, you are a tertiary student, how to do this, how to do that with the phone, simple basics, you still don't know why are you holding the phone. Every phone comes with a manual and even on the phone, there are instructions on what to do. You must apply your heart to wisdom. David said, teach us how to apply our heart with wisdom to wisdom. You must apply your heart to wisdom. Listen to me. Your thinking must change. Your thinking must change. I said what? Your thinking must change. You must grow from somewhere to somewhere. It is a conscious effort. You must take a conscious effort to learn how to put up things around you, how to cook around you, how to dress up. You know, we have dealt with this subject, but I believe that if a 
a personal growth does not come in into whatever thing I have taught you before, it will be, it will still be a thing of the past, and it will, your life will forever be, be the same. I thank God I'm treating this now, and I believe God prompted me to keep this message till now. Because if I have taught you about finance, if you have spoken about health, if you have spoken about spiritual pillar, emotional pillar, relationship pillar, if you don't make the conscious effort to grow in what you know, ah, you will always be complaining about things you have been taught before. If you are with me, say, I hear you. Oh, come on, shout it, say, I hear you. So your personal growth, your personal growth, spiritually and physically, physically, physically. Now, I want to give you three keys, three keys, let me see, in fact, four keys for personal growth, four major keys for personal growth. Now, if I say four keys, I mean that what and what and what and what must I put in place to really grow in life, whether spiritually or physically. Now, the first key I want to give you is you must desire to grow. You must desire to grow. Now, I'm reading First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, and I read. He says that as newborn babies desire the pure milk, of the world, of the word, sorry, that ye may grow thereby. As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Now, when I caught the rema in this word, I said, Chai, I have been reading this word over and over again, but I believe God has brought another realm of understanding. Now, look at this. He said, As newborn babies, Desire the pure milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So the Lord said to me that, son, the first state to experiencing growth is desire. Because look at the word. He said, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word that ye may grow. So your desire alone permits you to flow in the realms of growth. Oh, come on. You didn't hear me. He said, as newborn babies, desire. It didn't say drink. Or what he said, that desire the pure milk of the word that ye may grow. So the moment you desire, you take the decision to desire. The moment you start desiring to grow, you are fit into the realm of growth. So you are not seeing yourself growing is because you are too comfortable at where you are. You are not desiring to know something new. You are not desiring to explore in life. You are not desiring to make exploit. You are not desiring to upgrade your life. So the moment you fit yourself into the realms of desire, oh, I want to do this, I want to grow, I, 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 I have seen that I am lacking in this, I have seen I am lacking in this, but I am open and ready to do it. That desire alone fits you into the realm of growth. So the first stage to experiencing growth, personal growth is what? Is desire. Is desire. You must have an, unbend, uh, an unquenchable desire for growth each day. So in the realms of the spirit, that would guarantee spiritual exploit is desire. Listen to me. Bible said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The point is hunger. It is not those who are righteous, oh goodness. Said, blessed are those that hunger and test after righteousness. For all I know, hunger and test does not feed you. But the Bible says, as far as you are hungry and thirsty for it, you will have it. 
So whatever thing you wish to grow in in life, the first thing you must not never joke with is desire. Move from the realm of being comfortable to the realm of desiring to grow. Hallelujah. The second point or the second key for personal growth is you must take every platform as a learning stage. Take every platform as a learning stage. Many of us have been through ugly moments. Some of us, if we are sharing with you what we have been through, some of us were in class 5, class 3, when we started carrying things on the street, we started carrying things we are, my God, sometimes I don't want to share this personal life thing, but I told you I was in class 3, class 4, when I, I was roaming in Kaneshi Market, learning and, you know, selling polythene bags and doing, I, I did never understood what these things would do for me until now. It means that whatever life situation you find yourself in, you must view that thing as a learning platform. It is a growth for you. It is something that will make you grow. So I said that every situation and opportunity in life is a growth medium. Every situation and opportunity in life is a growth medium. What do you find yourself in? Enough of the complaining. Pick lessons from them. You stayed with your auntie. You stayed with your uncle. You stayed with your with your stepmother. Many, many years ago, you were more treated. Listen to me. God is teaching you the principle of how to handle people when they are not your children. It is a thing you must know. Some of these things you will never be taught, but it is a principle for growth. So know that even though I didn't stay with my father, I couldn't stay with my mother, but I stayed with my auntie. Why did I stay with my auntie? Why was my auntie more treating me? You must know that at that point in life, God wants you to capture a lesson. There are many of us who can cook better. What happened? We stayed with stepmoms and we stayed with stepfathers or whomever aside our mothers and they were always forcing us to cook and that has given us the advantage. So, so, so the point is, whatever thing you are going through, whatever thing you are going through now, you must move from the realm of seeing it as a problem. You must move from the realm of seeing it, seeing it as a challenge, but see it as a platform for growth. I don't know if that is clear enough. That some of us that we had our mates laughing at us, both in GHS primary with a lot of petty petty habits, a lot of characters that you know to to, to from them we, we think we were okay with them, but they were laughing at us. I tell you, I have a personal experience when it comes to this. Back then, I I I I, I was being mocked at by virtue of what I wore. Because people were laughing at me that Menaya Chia and this and this and this and that whilst I was young. And 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 at a point I was careful when it comes to what I am wearing. To I want to make sure that what I'm wearing will not make people say that Menayatia. Hello. Sometimes some of this platform of mockery, some of this plat- platform of laughter, some of this platform of, of more treatment, some of this platform of pain that we go through in life are supposed to put us and shape us in life. I stayed with my sisters right from, from six years out to now. I have stayed, I stayed with my sister when I was very little. I stayed with my sister from DHS even until now that I separated. Now, I never understood some of these things. I'm teaching you this. I'm looking at making every platform a learning stage instead of seeing it as a problem. When I stayed with my sister, she would go to work. I was with her alone. I have to make sure by the time she returns from, from work, I have cooked something. She would tell you, 
cook this, cook this. She will give you the recipes. Buy this, buy that, buy that. Do it this way. Probably I saw it as a disturbance then because why should he, why should she be worrying me as a man on cooking? I never knew that indirectly I was being taught how to cook. Hmm. So what uncomfortable situation have you been in before? Did you allow that situation teach you a lesson? Or you just complain and your life has never been transformed by it? You must change your mind. I said what? You must change your mind. You must change your mind. Whatever thing you are going through now, it may be an uncomfortable situation, but see it as a platform for learning something that will guarantee your growth in life. I don't know if this one is clear enough. But let me go to the third point. That is the third key for ensuring personal growth. I have looked at one desire. I've looked at taking every opportunity or every platform as a learning stage. Number three, put on the spirit of a servant. The third key for growing in life is to put on the spirit of what? Of a servant. Jesus said, if any of you want to become a master, let him serve. If any of you want to become a master, let him serve. If any of you want to become a master, let him serve. So true mastery is achieved through service. I said true mastery is achieved through service. Listen to me. How many times have you served? Some of us see servant, servitude as slavery. It is never so. Allow yourself to serve. Serve under somebody. It could be that you are older than the person. No, submit, serve. Because if you want to become a master, nobody can become a master when the person has not served before. Jesus said, and I repeat, if any of you want to become a master, if any of you want to be served, he, first of all, must learn to serve. So if you want to grow in life, if you want to have a personal growth experience, if you want to know something that people don't know, if you want to have an upper hand over life, you must submit yourself to the realms of being a servant. I have checked and I saw in the Bible that anybody that served was made great. Anybody that served had something that people never had. Hello? Moses had a lot of people around him. But how come the mantle fell on Joshua? Ah. Elijah had a lot of people around him. How come the mantle fall, fell on Elijah? It is by the spirit of servanthood. Until you serve, you will never know. The spirit of servanthood also makes you humble and teachable. Some of us are too proud to be taught. Never be too proud to be taught. You must put on the garment of servanthood. As for you, every correction, you see every correction as, as, as an attack. You see every correction as an attack. You see every correction as a condemnation. No, 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 no. Until you put on the spirit of servanthood, you will never fit yourself into humility. And until you are humble, you will never be able to be taught. Because always somebody knows something you never know in life. You must submit yourself to study. And it's by the spirit of servanthood. Now, the, the, the final thing, the final thing we want to look at under the key for personal growth is to seek knowledge. I'm taking my time to teach you this. 
is to what is to seek knowledge seek knowledge bible said for lack of knowledge my people perish do you want to make exploit in life do you want to grow you must seek knowledge read books hello now we are in a technological world that whatever thing you search on google you will find whether bad or good if you search you will find so you must daily make a conscious effort to seek knowledge seek knowledge seek knowledge god said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge it is god's people not the devil's people it is god's people so the fact that you are god's people or god's person does not mean you must not learn child of god listen to me make a conscious effort if you want to grow i am giving you keys i'm giving you three this is a fourth key for personal growth seek knowledge seek knowledge seek knowledge ask questions ask questions how is this thing done don't feel proud asking what you don't know seek knowledge seek knowledge so the four keys for personal growth in life one is what to desire to grow because the first stage of experiencing growth is desire number two you must make every platform a learning stage Number three, put on the spirit of a servant. Number four, you must seek knowledge. With this, if you are able to apply these keys, listen to me, you will forever swim in the realms of growth. And the moment your growth pillar is strong, it means you keep on upgrading. You will never be beat in life. Wherever they fit you, you'll be able to fit. Some of us, funny enough, Obeka trust, oh, Miko school, Miko school, accounting. Now, I am telling you, in our system now, it is not about what you have studied in school. You must be versatile. You must apply your heart to every opportunity you see. You must apply your heart to whatever thing you see coming your way. Learn something. Learn a bit of everything so that what you studied in school, if that does not give you job, something else must provide for you. That's the essence of personal growth. Hallelujah. Let me go to the last and the seventh pillar. The last and the seventh pillar. The seventh pillar, as I said, is life impact. The pillar of 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 life impact. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Now listen to me. Listen to me. This, this is the summary or, or the, the topmost priority or, or I don't know how to, to, to describe it, but if you take all the six pillars we have learned, if this particular one is not really put in action, oh, then it is better you don't learn them. What and why do I mean? Or why am I saying this? Life impact, you will understand. Life impact. If you are financially blessed and you never impacted anyone, nobody will remember you. If you were strong and you never impacted anyone, nobody will remember you. If you were spiritually sound and you never impacted anyone, nobody will remember you. Oh, so so the real the real deal is the impact you make in life. No matter how anointed you are, if you never impacted anybody, you will die and nobody will remember you. Let me go to the word of God. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, watch this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power is one point. So it means God gave Jesus power. That is the summary of all. God gave Jesus a gift. God gave Jesus power. God gave, gave Jesus money. God gave Jesus something. Now, what did Jesus do with the gift God gave him? Bible said he went about doing good. So I said that impact is making good use of the gift of God in your life. Mm. Impact is making good use of the gift of God in your life. So when Jesus had the gift, he went about doing good. He healed the sick. Many that were oppressed of the devil, he delivered them. Now the question is, how many good has your gift done for people? How many good has your money done for people? How many good has what you have ever offered men? Are you always the type who is always taking, taking, taking? No, the principle of impact does not work that way. When God gave Jesus gift, when God gave Jesus power, the next thing he did with it was to do good. Are you in authority? Do you have money? Are you in good health? Are you, are you financially stable? Oh, goodness. That must do good in the life of somebody. It must have impact in somebody's life. The next scripture, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Shala Brahaya. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. This one too, the first thing Jesus said was the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why was the Spirit upon him? Because he has been anointed. And what was the essence of his anointed? To preach the gospel to the poor. My goodness. So the essence of your gift, the essence of your anointing, the essence of whatever God has given you is to be a blessing unto someone. If your anointing has never impacted somebody before, if nobody has been able to testify that after I encountered this person, after I met this person, I did, my life changed. This person, no, listen to me. Until somebody testifies about the gift of God in your life, you have never made impact and you have not fulfilled the principle that God designed. The second definition I gave to impact, I said, impact is planting a seed in men that is stronger than what is in you. I said, impact is planting seeds in men that is stronger than what is in you. So listen to me, there's this thing we say, that every student is supposed to become better than his teacher. Why? Because the moment you desire, you position your mind, to be somebody who will impact somebody, definitely the motive should be making the person better than you. And life, the real deal in life is making people better than you are. If you build 10 houses, real impact is when your children come to build 20. Come on. Come on. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. What do you have? Where do you find yourself? 
Some of us have gotten the chance to be in positions to help people, but we 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 were we were we were, we were, we were selfish, and and it is all about us. It is all about us. It is all about us. I told you, you will die. You can even go to heaven, but nobody will remember remember you. Listen to me. Impact. You must learn to make impact in somebody's life. You must leave a, a mark in somebody's life. If you move out of a place, people must remember that where is this person? If this person was here, he would have done this. She would have done this. That is impact. You must be remembered for something. Life impact. Life impact. Life impact. I repeat, life impact. It is a very strong pillar that ensures that you break through in life. Listen to me. Life impact. Why are we remembering Jesus after so many, many years ago? It is impact. The mark can never be erased. Impact is that which ensures that your mark can never be erased. Impact ensures that you are never forgotten. Impact ensures that you enjoy life. Impact ensures that you produce people better. Now, when God made Adam and Eve, He said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Listen to me. The realms of multiplication and fruitfulness does not only come by childbearing. The realms of multiplication and fruitfulness come by the realms or also come through the realms of impact. There is something in you that must be transferred to bless somebody. It is a realm of impact. And that is that which shows that you are fruitful. Show me a man that will claim that he is successful. If that man has nothing to show, if that man has nobody to present, if that man has nothing to count on, forget it. His success is nothing. So real impact is when what you have has been a blessing to somebody. Real impact is when your money has saved somebody's life before. Real impact is when your money has been able to feed a hungry person before. Real impact is when your gift has healed somebody before. Real impact is when somebody will say that if not for this person, I would have still remained in the world. Real impact is when, when somebody can claim that I became born again because of this sister. You have been a Christian for 30 years, 50 years, 14 years, 5 years, 2 years three years what impact are you making in the kingdom what mark are you making in the kingdom the bible said there was a samaritan woman there was a certain woman that poured oil under the feet of jesus jesus said this thing you have done will ever be remembered that wherever the gospel will be preached your name will be mentioned that is impact there is something in you there is something you must do to give you an, an indelible a mark a mark that can never be erased i also read here and i said that impact also means reproducing 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 impact also means fruitfulness i've spoken about that finally impact is the measure of value impact is the measure of value if i say impact is a measure of value if you claim that you are valuable in life, uh, you must be able to prove the impact you have made. Listen to me. Impact is the measure of value. Impact is the measure of value. So if you truly want to measure how valuable somebody is, it is by the impact the person has made in the lives of people. You are never an island on your own. Your money must bless somebody. Your spiritual gift must bless somebody. Your intercessory prayers must heal somebody. Your intercessory prayers must bless someone. That is impact. The realm of impact 
the realm of impact. I pray for somebody listening to me tonight or morning, evening, wherever you are, afternoon. May the Spirit of God that causes men to make impact fall on you in the name of Jesus. May you move from the realm of being selfish to the realm of caring about people. May you move from the realm of always talking about you, 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 to the realm of us, us, us. May you move to the realm of, of always thinking about what you will eat alone. May God put you to the realm of what you have will be able to feed many. I make prayer for you. I make prayer for you. May the grace of God which is able to cause men to make impact fall on you tonight. Fall on you this morning. Fall on you this afternoon. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The pillar of life impact. You must never joke with this pillar. Listen to me. I am summarizing. I am. This is our final part of the message. And I want you to take this thing from me. Listen to me. Life is not worth living. If you have never made impact in somebody's life. Listen to me. If you die, who will remember you for something? What, what, what will people remember you for? What will people remember you for? Listen to me. If nobody can remember you for something, then you have not made impact yet. I am not saying that go about asking people what you have done for them. Oh, no, 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 no. When you are making impact, you know, you are sure that God is using your life for something. You will know. Sometimes, even, you know, the amazing thing is that people will make impact in, in, in their lives. Eh? Many are those that are not closer than those that are closer. Listen to me. Sometimes there are people you have never met in your life. But the first time they come out around you, they will tell you how a way you were, you, you were a blessing to them that you never thought of. That is impact. It means you must live each day with a consciousness of being a blessing to someone. Not necessarily somebody you know. Not necessarily somebody who has given you something before. Not necessarily your mother, your father. No. If you have the consciousness that my pillar in life, my foundation in life, my success in life, is dependent on the impact I make in people's life. You will move daily and unconsciously you'll be impacting and influencing lives. Now I wrote finally the reward of impact. The reward of impact. I said number one that impact makes you valuable and unforgettable. Impact makes you valuable and unforgettable. Have you ever seen why? Why we are still mentioning Kwame Nkrumah? It is impact. The man has, has died many years ago. We are still mentioning his name. Oh, I know. You can mention somebody in your family who can never be forgotten. What happened? It is impact. It is impact. It is impact. So one of the rewards of impact is making you valuable and unforgettable. People will always remember you. And listen to me, life is, you see, in our system we live in now, and if the system of the earth, it is how valuable you are that determines the value or the things you get in life. Your real asset, what you get in life, is the value or how valuable you, you are. So, 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 if you are desiring to build mansions, you are desiring to hold houses and this and this and that, listen to me. You must learn to be someone who makes impact. Because the moment you start making impact in the lives of people, your value is actualized. And definitely somebody will also be a blessing to you. The second thing, which is a reward of impact, is impact brings honor. Impact brings honor. 
Anna, Anna. You will be honored if you are the one or you are the type who will always bless or be, become a blessing to people. You will be honored. Impact, make sure that you are honored. Impact, ensure that you are honored. Do you want to be honored? Sometimes some of us finally want, want, to, want, to, want to mount higher stages and mount higher podiums when we have never made impact in people's life. No, it does not work. If you truly want to climb to the higher level of life, you must check the level of your impact, the impact you make in people's life. Number three, the third reward for impact is impact has a way of saving your life. Impact has a way of saving your life. Sometimes you can be at the point of death. The question is, will you always find people that, are, that you know around? No, you don't know the Samaritan you meet on your way. Hello, I said impact has a way of saving your life. Somebody can do you a, some, some kind of good or some form of good you never thought of, but it will be as a result of impact. The person will say or can say that, okay, say what you say, mommy. Okay, say what you say, mommy. It has a result of impact. The influence you had in the person's life can make your life to be saved. You can be at the point of dying. The question is, who will save you? Are you being a blessing that demands people to lay down their life for you? So the reward of impact, the third thing, is that impact has a way of saving your life. Finally, I said that there is, a always, there is always a financial reward from impact. Listen to me. There is always a financial reward from impact. This one, <laughs> there is what? Always a financial reward from impact. What do I mean a financial reward? Now listen to me. Why would you sow seeds to a pastor? Why would you give offering to a church? Why would you buy something something that somebody has designed? Why would you buy a shoe, a particular brand? Brand You want to buy Louis Vuitton? You want to buy this? You want to buy Gucci? Why would you want that particular, particular brand? Because you believe that that particular brand has an impact. Why do you give to your church? You believe the church is having an impact on your life. Why do you give to your pastor? Because you believe your pastor is having an influence in your life. So equally, if you want people to give to you financially, forget about the financial reward now. Start making impact in their life. They will start giving you financially even when you have not asked. It is a principle I'm teaching you today. Hello? Hello? Life impact. Life impact. We have looked at today. We have looked at personal growth. We have looked at life impact. We said personal growth. In personal growth, we are spiritual. We are physical. A conscious effort to know something. Life impact. We look at making influence in people's life. I believe this message has blessed you tonight. I believe this message has blessed you this afternoon. I believe this message has blessed you this morning. Wherever you are, I would want you and I want to encourage you that daily seek to grow. And aside growing, desire also to make impact in people's life. The interesting thing here is that you can't give somebody what you don't have. So that is where the key of what growth comes in. Hello? So, so, so if you truly want to make impact in people's life, financially, health-wise, whatever area, your personal growth must count. 
So, because what you have is what you give to people. The Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. I pray for you that from this day onwards, whatever thing that your life is made up of, that others must enjoy from, may God grant you wisdom, ideas, understanding for you to mature in them so that your maturity will be able to be a blessing to people. May, 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 may your gifts bring value into your life. May, may, may your gifts open a way for you. May, 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 may the blessing you have become to somebody before and you are yet to be to somebody bring a special reward into your life. Whatever thing you have ever contributed to your society, may God bring a blessing alongside to them for you. Whatever influence you have had in life before, may you be remembered for them in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. God keep you. I pray may the protection of God be doubled upon your life. May the mighty hand of God rest upon you financially. Any spirit of sickness tormenting your family, may the power of God lift it from your life. I declare you healed. I declare you sound. Whatever turbulence rising in your family, I declare the peace of God in your family in the name of Jesus. Any situation that has become a thorn in your flesh, may God deliver you from it. I make prayer for you finally that even as you have listened to this message, whatever pillar your life depends on, right from the very first beginning of our message till now, whatever pillar, may God grant you enough and strong foundation to stand on. And even as God is giving you a strong foundation, may whatever benefit that comes from it be your portion. Whatever contribution you have made to your society, whatever decision you have taken health-wise, financial-wise, may the reign of God fall on it. May it bear fruit and may you enjoy the fruit of your labor in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. God keep you. Once again, the name is Apostle Dwight Vedu. I would want to encourage you also to share this message to bless somebody. Share this message. Share, share this link and let somebody be a blessing. I repeat, share this link so that somebody can be blessed by it. Finally, if you want to contact me, 055-2208-146. 055-2208-146. If you want to send your tithe, if you want to send your offering, feel free. 055-2208-146. God bless you. See you on top. I believe your pillars are strengthened and are going to make exploits in life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bye-bye.